0: Front. You might want to sit a little closer this morning. And I have a couple of our Kisman team. We're going to sit with them if they can't handle themselves. Parents, you can come sit with them too if you feel like it as well. <laughs> the big kids. I know a couple of big. Yeah, see, some of the big kids want to come down. It's all, it's all right.
1: Yeah. I love
0: it. <laughs> come on,
1: give them a hand. Give these kids a hand.
0: All I ask is you don't sit up on the steps, and you got to turn around and face this way. Turn and face this way. You, you might want a little space just to... No, I'm just kidding. I promise I won't do anything messy. Well, maybe not. Maybe I should make any promises. We don't know yet. <laughs> oh, we're so excited to have everybody here. Adults, if you feel like you want to get a little closer... So you, can you can crisscross applesauce. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, there's seats open in the front now, if you feel like you want to move up a little bit more, get a better, better view. Well, awesome. This morning, We just felt from the Lord that one thing we know that the Lord loves is families. And it's not just about having kids, it's about having a family. I know I've had roommates over the years and they've become my family. I've lived with families when I was in college. They've become my family because I stayed with them for a long time. Family really is who you're joined together with and who you're around. And we know how important that is. A church family is so important to the Lord. Amen? And we had a scripture on our heart today, and that's in Revelation chapter 3. Interestingly enough, Revelation's a pretty, pretty big book. Anybody here read Revelation up here? No? Anybody back here read Revelation? Yeah, okay. It can be a big book, hard to understand, but this is, God wrote a letter, and this letter was to the, one of these letters is to the church, and anybody received a letter before in the mail not an email
2: yeah.
0: and we still write letters today <laughs> and he wrote this letter in love um, and anybody here in school
1: in school you still in school some so of you like, not, still not yet school. I don't go back uh-huh. till Monday so this letter was also kind of like a report card. Anyone love it when your report card comes? I saw a little, a little bit. I got a little sketchy on that. This um, one says,
0: to the parents of Grace Ingstrom. <laughs> should we pull it out? She has no idea we were going to do this to I, her. I
1: used to intercept this mail.
0: Yeah. Oh, you should not yeah. say those things, yeah, Master Jonathan. Yes. That's not good to say. What is a report card? A report card tells us what, how we're doing, what our grades look like, what work we've done. You, some of those, some of you are like, I don't need to remember these things. I tried to forget them. Now for adults, this may come in the form of... A, Trauma.
1: Well,
0: no. no. Maybe a employee evaluation. Okay. Is performance
1: a, reviews coming up. Performance right.
0: reviews. There you go. He spent days and days doing that with people. Um, I'm not going to tell you what's on it. But this is an actual report card that states how well... I just I will say that. It's well. a beautiful it's report a beautiful card. Thing. Yes. Okay. So good. Yeah. Good job, Grace. Good job. Grace. <laughs> so this this letter in Revelation is a letter to the to the Laodicea church. And it's not always easy to hear some things that are in those letters, right? Those reports. You get nervous, you're like, what is he about to say? What is Jesus about to tell me how I'm doing? Um but it's important that we hear and it's important that we listen to what God is saying to us because he wants the best for his church.
1: And you know what? The thing about a report card is it's final, right? You can't change it. It's done for the quarter, for the semester, for the year. The great thing about this letter is God gives them a chance to make it better. Aren't you glad God gives us a chance to make it better? And uh, I just want to encourage you adults this morning. Uh, the Bible says, unless you become like a child, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So you might hear these scriptures with a different inflection, but God's still speaking to you. He's got something for all of us this morning. But I thank God that my report card before I got saved was really bad, but Jesus took his blood and rewrote it for me so, and uh, gave me a clean slate. How many are thankful for that this morning? Amen. And so he starts off. Let's read this. And can we read this together, everybody? It's up there on the screen. You guys got it? Or are you good? We're coming. Got it up there. They're coming. <laughs> Revelation three, verse fourteen. I'll read your version actually, since we're not on the slide. There you go. There you go. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation. Of God. Don't you love that? How he refers to himself. He says he's the amen and the true witness. Something about the word amen, it means what? So be it. It's true, it's confirmed. Yes, we agree to that. But that word amen is amazing because it's one of the few words that's almost universal. You can say amen in almost any language and people understand what you're saying. Isn't that incredible? And he says, I am the amen, meaning every promise in me is yes and amen. Amen. And so he's the amen and he's the true witness, which means he really knows the true condition of our hearts. You guys got quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so we might think we're this way or that way, but then Jesus comes and he gives us the true condition, but he does it in love because gr- he is grace and truth. And he speaks truth to us in love and tells us what's going on with our hearts. And so that's what this letter is about. Um, but know, how many have a good friend that's been... You know a good friend because they're willing to tell you the truth even when it's awkward. Yeah, right. Like anyone had your zipper down? <laughs> and your friend's good enough and come up and go, hey, hey, hey. Deal with that. Um, or... I used to have a friend who went to the church and i used to have to sit up here as one of the pastors and we'd sit and look out into the audience and uh i remember one particular sunday and he's looking at me he just liked to mess with me he's my roommate he's family and uh he's looking at me he went so i'm over here and i'm trying to clean it And he's like and this went on for a while until i realized i got nothing but A good friend will tell you, hey, there's something there, but they're doing it in love because they don't want you to get in a mess. Come on, right? And and if you have a good friend, young people who tell you the truth, those are friends to keep, right? Who tell you the truth in love. And so uh, this verse is part of a larger message to the church in Laodicea. And the problem with this church was they no longer burned with passion and fervor for Christ, but had cooled down and grown Lukewarm. Or another word would be apathetic. The church and its people mistakenly think they are in a good position and have all they need, but they do not. And so Jesus is there with the true report card and a chance to make it right.
0: So let's read verse 14. It's up here now on the screen. Or is it we just read? Next one. Sorry, 15 and 16. Can you guys read that together with us? Yep. We can try and do this in unison. Let's see how well we do. Are you ready? I know, I know your, your deeds, deeds; that, that you, you are, are neither cold
1: nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm, and neither nor hot nor cold, I will spit you. Ouch. Yeah.
0: Ouch. Now, um, I need. I'm going to have to have a couple volunteers for this, but let me just go and grab some.
1: Okay. All right, so think about this. That I've always wondered what this verse meant. You mean, God, you'd rather be us, us be cold than lukewarm? What do you mean by this? Then you, then you start to study where this city was, and Laodicea was in this valley of Lycus, and there was two other cities, kind of like, I don't know, Everett, Seattle, right, distance from Linwood, right? You had Hierapolis, and Hierapolis was where they had the hot springs, And the hot springs were like 95 degrees and that's where water was taken via pipes and aqueducts over to laodicea and then they had this other city Colossae, where paul planted a church in Colossae, right and the book of colossians is about that and in Colossae, which was about 11 miles away they had refreshing cold water and so when jesus says i'd rather you be hot or cold he's saying how many how many had some coldness this week did you have some cocoa come on lots of cocoa this week but how how good did that come feel coming in from a cold day outside in the snow and sledding and snowballing and whitewashing people and you had hot cocoa and that felt good right but then how many remember last summer at the end of june it was like 107 degrees here Record temperatures. We need some cold, refreshing water, right? So, Pastor Carolyn's got some examples here, and we need some volunteers. I I know
0: I know a, um, a one kid that who runs really hot. Like he could be out in the freezing cold and come in just sweaty. He did the
2: other day.
0: And even without a hat. And I'm. It's actually my nephew, Elam. Would you come on up here real quick? I li- he's like that's me. He admits it. I'm wondering if you would like a refreshing. Can you taste that? Is it is it cold enough for you? Is it refreshing? Is it good? Is it how, how is that? Okay, wait. A I think he likes it. How, how is that? Cold. Cold. Is it, is it cold enough? Does it feel good? All right, you can have you can take that with you there, bud, and. Uh, so Bob says, we, we need to be re- refreshed. We need to be refreshed. Sometimes we don't want to, We want refreshing, but maybe we're too tired or we don't want to go get the, get the water or something. Okay. But um, now he has to also be hot. How many like hot cocoa? I don't like cold cocoa. It just does not work for me. Um, I know someone who really likes chocolate. Um, besides you? Besides me, right. yes. And that would be Evan.
1: All right, Evan. I'm
0: going to have Evan come on up. And you can go ahead and check this for us in uh, some hot, it's actually dark cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it feels good. How is it? Delicious. Deli- yes. You can take that with you. Yeah. Go ahead. He's like, okay. Still now, the rest s- of your life, they're like, we wish we would have sat up. front Still spill all the carpet, bro. All right. And <laughs> you know, when something's hot, I think of something that's on fire, something's fervent, something's bubbling yes. up in you. You ever had those, I, I would rather live bubbling up. Yes. And in a, Or in a place of refreshing where. Like a geyser. Like a geyser, just something to, bubbling out of me rather than I don't want to go from time to time or day to day. And like I go a week without having something bubble up and I'm like, oh, do you ever feel that way? God wants us all the time. He says he's desiring us to be hot wow. or cold. Now, I got something else here that um, I know you were well, describing the cities, week. right?
1: Yes, yeah, so I was going yeah. to say, you know what it means to be refreshing. How many of you have been around some people who are refreshing, right? They bring encouragement. They build you up. They speak life to you, right? They speak good things to you. It's not, nobody likes put downs, but we like to be put up and and built up, right? And so a refreshing person is someone who's so full of Jesus that they care about you and they come and they speak life into your life. That's refreshing, right? But to be hot Those hot waters brought healing. And sometimes we just need healing in our lives. And so we need somebody who can just flow with Jesus. And he said, out of you shall flow what?
0: Rivers of living water.
1: Living water. And so that's how we are to live is that cold living water that refreshes people, just flows out of your life and touches anybody who comes into your life.
0: So what about this this other thing here we got here? I, I'm actually asking um, Teresa, yes. can you come on up here?
1: Oh, you're so kind. You're Let's so give kind. it up for Teresa. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just checking. I'd I like to lact- just lactose taste, intolerant taste it doesn't it, work. Yeah. Just try that for me and tell me yes. what you think. It's warm. It's, what? it's warm. Do you like do you like it that way? <laughs> no. Which would you rather have it? Cold. Cold cold milk. I used to put ice in my milk because I liked yeah. it extra cold. You too? Yes, hey yeah, come on. Yes, ice I milk. Know. You don't have to you don't have to keep that on
1: <laughs> the question is, did you feel like gagging? <laughs> so, uh, but lukewarm. So here's how the Laodiceans would have heard this, right? Because they got hot spring water that got piped in from eleven miles, you know, from five, six miles away. And Have you ever been to, anyone been to Yellowstone National Park? Yellowstone National, what do you remember about Yellowstone? The smell, right? Rotten egg smell. Sulfur geyser water, right? And so, it, he called, Pastor John called it geyser water. All right. It comes in, and by the time it gets to the city, it's sulfuric, and it's lukewarm. That's enough to make you gag. So Jesus says, I'm gonna spit you out, they would have understood that to mean like, oh, like that. Like that water that we don't want. And so I don't want to be God's loogie. Anyone? All right? Sorry, that was song that was from.
0: <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, parents, you will have to describe what that is to your children later. Yeah. Definitions will not come right here. Well, let's, let's read the next verse, and verse 17. Can you put that up there on the, the screen? Let's, can you read this together with us, church? Because you say, I am rich, and have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, nothing. and you, you do, do not, not know, know that, that you, you are, are wretched, and, and miserable, and, and poor, and, and, blind and, and blind, and naked. Whew. I know, that's... that's <laughs> sorry, that's a whole. It's scripture, people. It's scripture. (laughs) Just went PG 13. This this verse really describes what it is to be lukewarm. I know these are verses we've heard many times, but it's so important that we learn, relearn to hear God's word again and again. It becomes fresh and palatable, and we live it. Right? And this is just saying, hey, church, you have become rich. You say, I'm rich and I have need of nothing. That's
1: the You've problem. You've learned
0: to depend upon yourself. And stuff. Stuff. Like what kind of stuff?
1: I mean, Laodicea was a wealthy city. In fact, they had had, there had been an earthquake in the region in about 60 AD, and it destroyed things. And every other city needed help from the Roman government. But Laodicea said, we got it. We're good. So they were self-sufficient. They had it figured out, and they were wealthy. They had all sorts of f- special wool that was made, some bling. My daughter said if I used that word, I was in trouble, but um, here we go. Go for it. Let's go. How many need some money after Christmas?
0: You know, there's something about when you have a lot that you really learn to not be dependent on the Lord. How many of us just run out and go, I'm hungry? Oh, I got got money in the bank, so maybe you don't have money in the bank and we can talk later. But, you know, we run out and we're like, okay, I'm just going to go pick up what I need. Hey, can I, I like your sweater. Can I have that sweater? Oh, okay, here we go. She's like, yeah. She said, oh, you know what? I really like your headband, Kenzie. Kenzie, I, really, I, like, I like your headband. Can I have your headband? Oh, yeah, look at that. I needed a headband. Thank you. Oh, here, I'll trade you. Oh. All right, this is great. I got I one. Got, oh, that's a nice Bible. I think I need that to put on my shelf. Here you go. Sorry, parents. I know that was a great Christmas gift. The pastors taking
1: <laughs> Bibles. This is getting bad. We got
0: But I know this is dramatic and this is kind of fun, but you know what? We really do this when we get a promotion at work, when we get a trophy from a sports event that we've played so hard and worked so hard in. We earn things ourselves, right? We work hard, but one thing that we need to learn is we have to give glory back to God. It's not necessarily about having the stuff, but there is a point where you can have too much stuff and you don't give glory back to God. You don't learn to use your finances. You don't learn to use your talents and your gifts that God has given for his glory.
1: Have stuff, just don't let stuff have you. Yeah. That's right. Because they had grown lukewarm, they got dependent on their own selves. They got dependent on, uh, they trusted in their own wealth and their own um, prosperity. And there was not a need for God. And so therefore, he says, when he says you're lukewarm, he says, you're useless because you can't be of good to anyone. That's a harsh report card. You can't be refreshing, and you can't bring healing. And that's what our lives are to be, as a source of refreshing and a source of healing. Come on, somebody, right?
0: Make sure I return those things. Yes. I like them, but they're pretty cool. They, um, they
1: thought they were real Benjamins. but uh, I don't know. They're not, Reality struck. Way. No, Lindsay, I saw that disappointment. Lindsay's like <laughs> she's
0: like, "It's way more than I paid for this sweater." <laughs> if I were rich, Lindsay,. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in need, though. Uh, let's go ahead and read the next verse here. Verse 18 and 19. Can you put those up there? It said, "I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire." so that you may become rich, and white garments, garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and I shall to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. (laughs) I know, so funny. (laughs) We didn't really think
1: about how that word would affect things. Um, (laughs) How many get some new clothes for Christmas, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) New wool socks, right? But we get new clothing in Jesus. He clothes us with his righteousness, his robes of righteousness. And they had been clothed with other things. And he says, I'm going to give you new garments. And how much does he charge? It's free. It's free. But he says, Buy it. How do we buy it? By faith. We're purchasing it with faith and just believing God and receiving his gift for us. Did you guys have any gifts under the tree where you're like, I'm not sure I want to open that. I'm not sure I want to take that. I don't know. No one? You did? Really? No, no. So he gives it to us, offers us free. And he says, by faith, we purchase these things and we need, we can't really see. Until the Holy Spirit comes and opens the eyes of our hearts to see and gives us eye salve so that we can see.
0: So let's be reminded. Let's look at the next verse, verse 19, because remember, this is a, like our report card. God is saying to the church, you are neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. There's something in your life that you haven't got hold of, and I'm entreating I'm you, and I'm telling you these things that I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And that, remember, that was kind of hard. It's like getting kicked out of class or getting kicked out of your job for doing something. There's, there's things in our lives where we're, just, we're not doing our full. We're not going in, all in. And that is something that we believe that is important as a family and as a church family and as our families and our homes is to be all in. Yeah. Because things are heating up in this world mm-hmm. in a whole other way, in a whole other measure. And we need to be all in. We have to teach it to our younger generations. So all y'all out there need to be hot or cold. You need to bring the refreshing. You need to bring the, the Holy Spirit to impart to another generation. Yeah. And if you're not on fire, how are they ever going to see what that looks like? They may not have homes that other kids that come in our church may not have homes that have somebody on fire or to bring that refreshing to them. So what are we going to do? So this is why this is, why this is collective. Yeah. So in verse 19, let's look up here. Everybody look up here and let's read this together. It says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Okay, who's ever had a timeout? Go. Cool. I'm going to look. Wait.
1: Next slide. There it is.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, wait, I'm going to look Time out here again. Let's try that. Who's ever had a timeout before? Or for us other people grounded? <laughs> okay, chill. I want you guys to stand up for a second and look out there. Wait, no, wait, look at your hands. Come on. Who's, who's had one before? Do you see that out there? Do you see them? You're not the only one. Wow. Yeah, that was see Did you hear that? Wow. Maybe parents, you need to start talking. Did you talking feel you. very
1: loved when you had a timeout?
0: You guys can sit back down. Yes. I <laughs> no. Yes.
1: Peter says yes good job good job parents Good job
0: <laughs> God loves us enough to talk to us that's why he wrote this letter again he loves us so much that he's, he's ready to say hey I got something better for you and I need you to repent can you tell us what repentance is
1: that is a change of heart and a change of way 180 degree turn I'm going this direction and I'm changing my way and going that direction. And you know what it means? Like I'm doing my thing, and that's what the Laodicean church was doing. They were doing their thing, and God says, "I want you to do my thing. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts." So it's embracing God's ways and it's embracing God's thoughts. And it's not just a repent's not a bad thing. How many know it's a gift to be able to repent? It's a gift because God loves you enough to not let you keep going in the direction you're going, and you can turn and change your heart. Praise God. Amen? And saves us from destruction because we're we're good at that. We self-destruct.
0: So you're saying we need sometimes a little push, a little help to repent? Yes. Oh, and speaking of help, you know, I think we have some extra help this morning for our next, this next. Really? Did he show up? I'll go check.
1: All right. Wait for it. She says, I can talk. Um, before, before he makes his introduction here, we have behind these curtains. All right, all right. We have behind these curtains the, the picture of the prodigal son, and, and Buford's like a prodigal. He was lost, but he's been found.
0: If you have not met my friend,
2: can I say something?
0: No, I'm going to do I'm going well, to say it. I'm, I'm going to try and introduce <laughs> you if you let me just. <laughs> okay. This is my friend. Who's going to say it?
2: My name. Go
0: ahead. Yes. Go ahead and tell them your name or I'm going to say it for you. Give it a second.
2: I want to make sure they're watching.
0: Go ahead. Buford. Yes, there you go. All right. That's well, Buford, I was wondering if you could help us out a little bit with this next part of our family service today. I love families. I got a family. I know you have a family, you're part of my family. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Um, well, yes, you're part of my family. We're going to share this next verse and it's a pretty, pretty famous verse in Revelation 3, 20. And I was wondering if you could help me share what it's all about. I sir,
2: sure can, let's go,
0: what's it say? Okay, well, you can also see it up there on the screen if you want to look, but it says, behold, I stand. You're not standing. Oh, I'm not standing. I know. No, this is Jesus talking, saying, I am standing.
2: Wait a second.
0: <laughs> Where is he standing? No, okay, well, that's the next part of the verse. Is, Behold, I stand at the door.
2: Where, wait a second. We're going to have a dance on the floor. Ready? <laughs> Seven, one, two, one, two, three, go.
0: It's Buford. Oh. We're not having a dance party on the floor. We're not? Why not? That sounds like fun. I know, but that's not what we're talking about this morning. Maybe, maybe later, okay? Okay, that sounds great. Okay, back to the verse. says, Behold, I stand at the door... And, wait a minute, who's standing at the door again? Jesus is standing at the door.
2: Why didn't you tell me? I would have cleaned up this mess. (laughs) Wait a minute, does my breath smell okay? (sighs)
0: Um, please don't do that again. (laughs) We might need to brush your teeth a little harder in the morning. Uh... Yeah, I think that's not what we're talking about. He's standing at the door, and this next part says that he's, he's standing at the door, and he's knocking. Oh, cool. Are you ready? Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there?
2: Aren't you going to tell us who's there? Oh, I thought you were going to say that part. Oh, wait, wait. I got it, I got it. Knock, knock. Heaven, heaven, who? heaven seen you in ages. <laughs> oh, my, okay. We've got a go, go on. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Noah, no, Noah, Noah. Noah guy, If you need to build an ark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good one alright I think enough with the knock knock jokes let's, let's move on so he's saying I, I stand at the door and I knock and if any man hear my voice can you, can you say that part Buford what are you doing I'm listening for his voice <laughs> why, why are you looking up
2: because isn't that where it comes from all I
0: see is a few cracks. <laughs> okay, well that's not where his voice comes from, but if he's standing at the door and we need to hear his voice, well, what does it sound like? Well, his voice is gentle. His voice is kind. And we usually recognize it. You know why, why? <laughs> Well, one, we read his word and we, we hear what his voice sounds like, or we pray. And we hear what his voice sounds like. I want to hear his voice. Well, we can continue to hear his voice if we can get through this verse a little bit faster. I think we can do that. Um,
2: faster? What's that?
0: I know, I know you don't know what faster it is, but let's, let's keep going. To those Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and opens the door, the package was stolen next door. Oh, no. That's terrible. Now, the package package wasn't stolen next door. I know that does happen. Anybody had a package stolen? That does happen around here a lot. But that's not... Behold, I stand at the door. And he's knocking. We want to hear his voice. We have to open the door.
2: But I was told to never, never
0: open the door to strangers. (laughs) But Jesus is not... A stranger. He's yeah. not? No, because remember, he made us. He's our creator. So we can open the door to him. We don't have to be afraid of him.
2: Oh, that's so cool.
0: I want to open the door. Can I be the first one to the door? You can open the door if you want, but I'm not sure you're going to be able to with these hooves right here. Oh, well, then you open the door. I want to let him in. Yeah, okay, well, so if we, if we open the door and we let him in, then what happens? We got a dance party? No, we don't get a dance party. This next part says that uh, I will come in and sup with him and he with me.
2: Oh, so he will come in and I will say, "Assault Jesus, and he will
0: say, "Assault
2: you, Ford.
0: <laughs> folks, I'm not sure I will ever get through this verse. We lost him. What's wrong? We're not saying, what's up, Jesus? Well, you said, you said, I'm going to come say so. Okay, well, modern translation, we're going to come and have dinner together.
2: Well, why didn't you
0: say that? I like to eat food. Yeah, okay. Well, he's going to come in, and he's going to have a meal with you. Is that all? And then he's going to go away? He's just going to eat and run? No, he's not going to eat mine. He wants to come and stay. And in the Bible days, when they had dinner together, it was something that they felt connected with. It was family. You invite somebody for family, and they stay.
2: So Jesus is going to stay. Can I still say, "sup, Jesus?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you can say, what's up, Jesus? But I think it's about time for you to go and say goodbye. <laughs> one more joke. One more joke. Can you handle one more? I don't know if I can handle. Come on, one more Okay, Go ahead. Knock, knock.
2: Mark. Mark my words. You better open the door.
0: <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait one, one more. Okay. Last one. Okay. Knock, knock.
2: Kane. Can you open the door? It's
0: freezing out here. Oh. Okay, can you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, boys and girls. Let's give it up for Buford. Come on.
1: So three things. If you got through all the uh, distractions from Buford, three things from this passage. Right, hearing his voice and. Notice that he is patient. He's at the door. And he comes to us, but he's waiting for our invitation. And hearing his voice. And the Bible says that if we will incline our ear to him, and we'll listen and we'll let his word be in our heart in Proverbs, right? And keep that word ever before our eyes. then we, That's how we hear his voice. It's his word speaking to us. It's making time in our lives. And I want to encourage you as families in this new year. How are we making time as a family in our household, and maybe your household is roommates or it's a different situation, but we're making time to hear his voice together and incline our ears to him.
0: I need another volunteer for this. When we talk about hearing his voice, um, I'm actually going to have, you raise your hand over here, Luke. Do you want to be my volunteer? Okay. So Luke, why don't you come? I'm going to have you stand right here. But I'm going to have you turn your back to the audience here. Turn your back. Okay, stand on the step. Down one, one more below. There we go. And two, one more. Both feet on that step. There you go. Okay, you got just no peeking. Now, I'm going to find out if you recognize your mom's voice. Okay. Okay. So Pastor Jonathan is going to wander through the, the church here. Go ahead. And you can go wander. And they're, they're going to just say, hi, Luke. If so if he puts the mic in front of you, you're going to say, hi, Luke. And he's going to tell me whether or not that's your mom. This is a test. Hi, Luke. Sorry, we were talking. Try that again. Hi, Luke. (laughs) That's not my mom. Okay, let's try another. Hi, Luke. Not my mom. That's pretty certain. Hi, Luke. (laughs) Not my mom. It's similar,
2: but no. Similar, but but no.
0: (laughs) Hi, Luke. That's my mom. Is he right? He was right. All right.
1: (laughs) The twin thing didn't even work. All right.
0: We tried to trick him with her twin sister. you didn't have a seat. Good job. You didn't fail. He's like, (laughs) whew. He's like, oh man, that one's similar, but I'm not, you know. But how do we learn to hear God's voice? So kids, how do you learn to hear somebody's voice? You're around them a lot. You hear them talk a lot. And we all need to relearn how to hear God speak. I know many of us are used to coming to church and hearing one of us share and hearing the word of God that way. But where are you at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Are you hearing God speak to you? Are you hearing Him speak to your family through you to your family? How do you teach each other to learn to recognize the voice of God? I lived in a house with some roommates. Many years back, and um, one time 14. I lived with like 15 of them. This was the time I lived with only two. Thank you, Jesus, for the, the smaller amount of people. But we were in a house, and we used to sit down and we used to talk, and we used to just start sharing some things in our heart, just because we wanted to share what God was doing in our lives. And we go to church the next day, and you know what would happen? We would hear the pastor say something that we shared, whether it was a little phrase. Or we a scripture that we shared together and we would hear what we were sharing. We would hear it in the in the service. Right. So that made a hunger, it became to get us a little hotter. It also gave us refreshing. So the next week on Saturday night, we didn't always wait till next week, we worked and stuff, but Saturday nights became a thing for us where we we're just like, let's talk about something. Let's talk about what God is doing. And then we come to church. And sometimes one of us was maybe serving in our kids' ministry or someone was over on the worship team we didn't hear some of the message and we'd run to each other afterwards. Did you hear? You didn't hear this part of the message. Something we shared. The verse over here we shared. Or what we felt like God was doing. They shared it. It's not because the person who was sharing it was important. It's because God is wanting to speak. So for an entire year of my life, I had that with my friends. They say, why did it stop? It didn't necessarily stop. Things just changed. But there's an ability when we're talking with each other, when we're having friends and family over, when we're connecting with the Lord, that we're learning to hear him speak. But you're also not going to learn to hear him speak if you're not getting the word. One of the emphasis we had this last year with many of our teams, and if you if you've heard of Jonathan and I share with you, is getting to your Bible and reading. How many of you read your Bible? You're trying to read your Bible. That's so important. That we, even as adults, read the word. Because you can get a book, you can get a tape, you can get a message out there, but nothing replaces his word. And that's what makes us stronger as family.
1: Amen. Number two, you can put the next slide up there, opening the door. You see, he's waiting for us to turn the handle to let him in. And we talked about this. You got some packages, right? Anybody get some packages this year for Christmas and you're like waiting for that package and you're excited when that package comes to the door First of all, you want to get there before somebody comes and steals it off your porch, right? And then you also are excited because there's something important. It might be a gift for you or a gift for somebody else but we run to that door with anticipation and expectation and somebody I think said this morning something about expectancy So when Jesus is at the door, I hope our response is as urgent, if not more, than when a special package arrives, and that there is an expectancy and an eagerness to let him in, and that door is our heart. That door is our heart. A lot of people use this evangelistically, and that's true. He's knocking on doors of hearts, and we have to let him in, but... This was the church. These were saved. These were Christians who had grown lukewarm and they needed to reinvite Jesus into their lives and let him come in and be a part. And I think as we're going into this new year, think about your family. Think about your household. Are we eagerly opening the door to the Lord in our day-to-day, in our family culture, hearing his voice and making room for him in our lives?
0: It says in John 10, 1, it says that anyone who comes in any other way besides the door is what?
2: Thief, thief and a robber.
0: Or a robber. So we need to watch out what's coming into our house. If it's not coming through that gentle knock and that voice of the Lord saying, can I come in? He's not going to force his way in to your life, but he's gonna, he wants to invite himself and you invite him in to be part of your life, your everyday life. Yeah. And the last, the last part here is the Sub. Sup with Jesus. I love that word. <laughs> that's new, my, now my new favorite. Thanks to Buford. Um, you know, when you invite somebody over just for dinner once, and then you never see them again, that's not what we're trying to do. That's not what God wants us to do. That's what Jesus is saying. I, w- I want to come in, and I want to stay. I want to be part of your family. I want to be part of your life all the time. Yes. And many times we have so much stuff going on, and all of us do this. We have so much stuff going on. We get involved in so many things. We spend so much time. I want to challenge you. Young people want to challenge you. If you're, uh, Maybe you're on the computer a lot or you watch movies a lot. What is the time? Watch your time. Doesn't mean those, you can't do those things. But if every day goes by and you haven't picked up your Bible, you haven't prayed,
1: you're not supping.
0: You're not supping. You're not what's up in Jesus. Okay? <laughs> What's up, G? Je- Everybody say, what's up, Jesus? No. what's up, Jesus? Y'all need a little bit of that in your life, right? And parents, you're that example. Families, you're that example. What's going on in your life? Saying, I don't want to fill it with so much stuff that I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah, I didn't have time today. Make time. There's different ways to make time and allow God to show you. I, I think some of, you, some of us have a mindset of, I have to do it this way. I have to spend an hour. I have to read and you know, him and I are very different in our time with the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I will... T- can I tell on you for just a moment? Sure.
1: <laughs> that depends. We'll find it out. It
0: depends. <laughs> 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 you know, and the, when we're on vacation, or having... I mean, he has actual time off every once in a while. Just a blessing. He will go to his office in the morning. He'll sit on his couch and he'll read. And, and um, I'm like a morning person. And so I like to get up and get going. And half the time, I'm like, well, can we go do something? And he's like... If I bother him before a certain time, he's grumpy. <laughs> Anybody else like that? No, don't, you don't need to. I got a few. I got a few.
1: I'm supping.
0: He's supping. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. You know, I get up and I, I read and I pray, but there's, there's just a different, we're all a little bit different. And we need to make room for each other's different and how we get things from the Lord. If he needs that little extra time, I need to make room for that. And in my marriage, I have to make room for that and not get mad at him for wanting to spend time with Jesus. Although sometimes I'm like, I have a wife, I'm like, okay, let's go. I, love, I know love you You love Jesus, but I'm right here. She's
1: knocking you know? on the door.
0: <laughs> I, I'm knocking on the door. Hello, honey. Okay. Yep. Our kids, we have to make room for our, our kids and our families. We have to make room and teach them to make room because they're not going to I'll be honest, when we first started doing devotions every once in a while, children, I love you dearly, and you're going to, I can pay you later for this, I just guess. Um, I'm just kidding is when we sometimes want to start devotions in our house you know it doesn't go smoothly I go, hey let's sit down for five minutes like what (laughs) Ah, you know that that face or that that tone it's not always like yeah they're all excited let's sit down let's let's read the Bible together they're like you want to do what wait a minute you're like five minutes is not going to kill you you've heard that phrase before I'm the only one I guess okay New parenting series coming out later. I'm no, yeah. just kidding. No, it's, it's challenging, but we do that too. We whine and we complain. You want me to spend how many minutes? You want me to read one chapter? Wait, that's a lot. Yeah. You want me to read one verse? That's a lot, right? I'm trying to make, we're trying to make this as realistic as possible and as palatable as possible. I know it's things you've heard, but it's so important to get back to the word and stuff. Especially in the, new year, right? Especially in the new year, right? It's a good time to
1: say, Lord, what, what do I need to buy from you? What do I need to change uh, for this coming year and make a commitment to you with? So kids, at this time, I want to ask you to go back to your families. Let's give these kids a hand. It's awesome. Yeah. We're going to read those last two verses. And what an amazing promise to finish this on. You go to the next slide there. Let's read this together. Ready? He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Think how powerful this is. This is, he's taking a church that's failing, that's lukewarm, and inviting them to sit in the place of an overcomer. So no matter where you're at this morning in your walk with the Lord, or maybe, you're, maybe the Lord's dealing with you and saying, I need, we need, I need to make some changes in our family and how we make room for the Lord in our household and in our marriage and in our, with our kids. That's, what, that's his invitation. That's where he wants to take us to, to be overcomers. Come on, isn't that awesome? He overcame. He says, because I overcame, you can overcome. Because the overcomer lives in you. That—that Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And so we want to invite you as we close this service to get together with your family, if you can do that for a moment. And if you don't have a family, grab some people near you. And we're just going to get in prayer circles. And we want to pray over you guys and uh, pray over every family how many know this is important guys as a church you guys were quiet come on how many of you know this is important the family And that God wants to heal families. I believe this is a year of restoration in some families. I believe this is a year where there's some who have been lost, who have been, who have drifted away from the Lord, who are coming back into the fold. Come on. Who are, prodigals who are coming home. Those who you've been praying for, just as that prophetic word was earlier. Those things you've been waiting for. I'm believing that for your families. And here's the thing. Some of you are like, I have a messed up family. We all do a little bit. Come on. And when we come into the family of Jesus, we're learning how to live in the family of Jesus in a healthy way You became part of a family. He took the solitary and he places them in families So I don't know where you're at this morning, but you're welcome to the family. Come on We love you and we're gonna treat you as family and so Stand up and get with your family here in a circle and if you don't have a circle I know find somebody invite maybe families want to invite somebody
0: together can join together and agree together as well
1: Yeah, thanks. Ooh, was it good? Yes. (laughs) Where's my family? Come on. Did we lose our daughter? Grace, did you join another family? (laughs) Okay, our kids have been adopted. So first things first i know it's a little bit chaotic but stick stick with me here just for a moment we're gonna we're gonna pray together you guys can just pray in the spirit you can pray as you know with us and but we're gonna pray some things over your family and then i want you to just ask if there's prayer needs in your family that you need to pray for together but let's just pray together this morning father we just thank you for the family God, we thank you, Lord, that you care for families. We thank you, Lord, that you care for us. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, uh, God, you are gracious and loving. Lord, that you are knocking on the door. And, Lord, this morning we incline our ears to hear your voice. Lord, to speak to us afresh as we start this new year, God, speak to us as a family. Speak to us as a church family, God. We ask this morning. We ask, Lord, that we want to invite you in, Lord, Lord. We just we we want that expectancy, Lord. Maybe we've grown lukewarm. Maybe we've grown a little bit. Um, complacent in our faith and in in following you, God, but tonight, this morning, we want you to reignite afresh that passion, that desire, Lord, in us and in each one of our family members, God. Help us, Lord, to be those who will welcome you into our day-to-day lives, Lord, who will welcome you into our our family moments, Lord God. We want to make a seat for you at the table. We want to sup with you. We want to dine with you. We don't want you to just, just be a visitor, but Lord, we want your presence and your manifest presence in our house. Household. And even as your, even as the Ark of the Covenant was in the household of Obed-Edom, Lord, and you blessed him for three months, Lord, I declare blessing, Lord, of your presence over each and every family and household represented this morning. God, we thank you for miracles in households. We thank you, Lord, for Lord, just doing works in each and every heart this morning. Lord, that the doors are open to you, Jesus, and that you would come and have your way, God, and that you would come and transform us, change us, conform us to your image, oh God. Do a work in this generation, we pray, oh God. We pray for the children. We pray for the young people, God. We know they are confronting many things, but God, we believe you have a plan, and we believe you have a purpose, and Lord, so we declare declare your purpose and your blessing and your destiny over our young people. Lord, we declare God, your protection over them. God, we declare, Lord, that they will be those who will follow after you, God. They don't belong to the world, but they belong to you, Jesus. Lord, we just plead your blood over them, God. We plead your protection over them, God. May them be filled with your thoughts and your ways, oh God. Lead them and guide them in the paths of righteousness, we pray in Jesus' mighty name, God. We want you to be honored. We want you to be glorified, Lord, in our household and in our family, Lord. Lord, we turn from our ways and we turn for, turn to you this morning. We're zealous for repentance because, Lord, we know it's a gift, oh God. Change and transform our families, oh God. Come and have your way in us in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now just, just ask, ask if there's some prayer needs in your circle and begin to pray for one another.